please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you doing today, my friends? How you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You doing better than you did yesterday? Excellent. Hey, are you keeping up with your medications? You got all your, all your meds? You got all your prescriptions filled? You doing your exercises? Can't ask for better. How you hanging in there with this COVID-19, this coronavirus? How's your anxiety level? Keeping it down? You're still, you're still under the lockdown. I know it. It's rough, but we got to do what we got to do. Hey, before we start, like always, I got to remind you, an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. You can go to the contact page. You can click on that new button back there. Leave me a voicemail right there on the computer. Use the microphone on your computer. You can shoot me a voicemail. Tell me you love me. Tell me you hate me. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. Questions, comments about the podcast or the website, it's fine by me. I answer them all. Well, we got a good one for you today. We got some good information. I have a news release from Social Security about the state of Social Security. (laughs) You're going to want to know about that, especially now with this pandemic going on. And I have some information about people who are curious if the coronavirus can be transferred sexually. <laughs> and uh, you'll be surprised by that answer. And we got, we got an article here that I want to discuss that talks about the coronavirus and the heat and the humidity and if it'll slow it down or not. We're going to go over that also. But before we start, I want to let you know the interview we had scheduled for today with the Hope for a Taxia group, that's uh, Mark and Courtney, had to be postponed, not because of them, but because of us here at An Apple a Day, because there was a system breakdown this week, and it'll the interview will be broadcast this Monday coming up. So look forward to that. It's coming up Monday. It wasn't their problem. It wasn't their fault. It was our fault. It was a system breakdown on our end. So I'd like to thank them for bearing with us. <laughs> They're, they're good people, and you're going to enjoy this interview. Hey, something I wanted to bring up. Um, I've been hearing some grumblings from listeners and from readers of the website about Amazon. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I, I have a couple of gripes myself, but I've heard it from a number of people that are part of the Prime. You know, they, they pay for that Prime. And one of the advantages of being a Prime member is getting two-day delivery. Okay, so you know we have this emergency going on, so you know things are going to be a little bit slow. So you're not going to get the two-day delivery, probably, which in most cases you don't. But all of a sudden, you know, people are ordering through Amazon. And I'm not talking about ordering a shirt or, you know, a pair of socks or something like that. I'm talking about people who are ordering supplements or, you know, stuff that they need for their health or stuff that... just stuff that they need, okay? Not frivolous items, things that have been told to me and I don't want to repeat, but 
they're not frivolous items. And what should have been a two-day delivery or, you know, a three-day delivery are turning into 30-day deliveries. And yet, they paid the $100 or whatever it is, $120 for Prime. Now, I wonder, is Amazon going to refund the money because they didn't hold up their end of the bargain? And people are saying, well, you know, you can't think like that because it was a, an emergency. All right, let me ask you this. And this is something I'm going to ask on the website. And I want to get honest answers. If you went into a grocery store and you paid your money for your groceries and they said, look, there's something going on over here. So just step aside. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get right to you. Step over there. So they let all these other people go past you. And on their way past you, they need some of the groceries that you already bought, that you already paid for. So they're giving them those groceries and then... They pass through and they say to you, well, you know what? They took some of your groceries, but I'll get them shipped to you. I'm going to have them shipped to you. Uh, you can't have it right now, though, but you paid for it. But I'll get it to you in 30 days, okay? You'll have it in 30 days. Well, I want it now. I paid. To, I, pay, I came here to get it now. Why can't I have it now? Because they're more important than you are right now. Okay, it's an emergency, so you step aside and you let the emergency go through. But 30 days? You know, Amazon's not an emergency company. It's a big company, but it's not an emergency company. It's not a government company. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Other companies just as big, their competition, like Walmart. Walmart delivers, all right, they didn't do two-day delivery during this. They're still not, but they're, they're a lot quicker. They're getting to you a lot quicker than Amazon is, and they don't charge for delivery. <laughs> now, other, other companies, I, there was something I had to order from Amazon that was apart from my computer. And okay, it's not essential for the pandemic, but it was essential for me. I needed it for my computer. And when I ordered it, they said it's in stock, and it was a Prime. It was available for Prime. But then they told me that it wouldn't be delivered for a month and a half. A month and a half. So I ended up canceling the order. I went to another company, their competition. I actually got it a couple of dollars cheaper, no delivery charge, and I had it two days later. I don't know. But I'm not knocking Amazon. I love Amazon. I shop on Amazon all the time. But I want to get your opinion because it wasn't just one or two people that have mentioned this to me. This has been mentioned to me by, I'd say, at least 25 people. At least and it's, you know, in, in passing and talking. And these are all people that are regular shoppers of Amazon because they're disabled. They're home. They're stuck in their homes. And now they're stuck in their homes even tighter because of the stay put rules. So I want to know what your opinions are. Okay, so go over to our website, our, our chat site. It's at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. And there's, got, there's a poll up there. And just to answer the poll, just check it off and let me know what you think. Do you think Amazon should be refunding money? Do you think Amazon was right what they did? Whatever. And just give us an honest answer. That's all. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change the world. But we'll just share our opinions with each other. And you can put a comment below it if you'd like. Let us know what you think. Just keep it clean. Don't threaten anybody or anything like that. <laughs> But, all right, let's get going here. I, I, I got a couple of good ones for you, and I think you're really going to enjoy them, and we're going to have a good discussion here today. 
right, this first one here is a news release from the Social Security Department. Now, let me state this right from the beginning. This really doesn't mean a whole lot, okay? This was issued on Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. But I'm going to read this to you because I promise you, anything I get from Social Security, Medicare, I share with you because our audience is basically interested in this stuff. Um, this is a news release from Social Security. It's Social Security Combined Trust Funds Projections Remain the Same, says the Board of Trustees. Projections, though, in 2020 report do not reflect the potential effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Social Security Board of Trustees today released its annual report on the long-term financial status of the Social Security Trust Funds. The combined asset reserves of the old age and survivors insurance and the disability insurance, or OASI and DI, trust funds are projected to become depleted in 2035, the same as projected last year, with 79% of the benefits payable at that time. The OASI, or Old Age Survivors Insurance Trust Fund, is projected to become depleted in 2034, the same as last year's estimate, with 76% of the benefits payable at that time. The DI, or Disability Insurance Trust Fund, is estimated to become depleted in 2065, extended 15 years from last year's estimate of 2052, with 92% of the benefits still payable. All right, like I said, that really means nothing because we have to see where we're at when we come out of this pandemic, when we come out the other side, when the economy is up and running again. We don't know. But I did want to share it with you because it did get sent to me. So, like I said, I promised I would share whatever I get. And that's what I have right now. It was Like I said, it was released on April 22nd, 2020. I wouldn't put too much faith in it right at this moment. But it's just there for, for your information. Okay, something to keep in the back of your mind. Something for reference when later on when the, when the revised edition comes out. Okay? All right, let's move on. I think this next one is going to give you something to think about. All right, this next piece is an article that appeared in the New York Post, and it says, top DHS scientist says heat humidity can slow the coronavirus. It's written by Bob Fredericks. A top scientist from the Department of Homeland Security said Thursday that preliminary research shows that the coronavirus dies out more quickly in hot, humid weather than in cold or drier conditions. Increasing the temperature and humidity is generally less favorable to the virus, said William Bryan, head of science and technology at DHS, during the Coronavirus Task Force daily briefing at the White House. Bryan said the preliminary study showed that half-life of the virus is lower at higher temperatures and humidity than in colder weather. If you look at the temperature increases as the humidity increases, no sun involved, you can see how drastically the half-life goes down on the virus. So it's dying in a much more rapid pace with just exposure to higher temperatures and to humidity, Brian said. But he said it also dissipates more quickly in sunlight than in dark because ultraviolet light helps kill the bug. The DHS scientist said that disinfectants and household bleach 
were also extremely effective in killing the virus. President Trump welcomed the news and predicted the more people would be willing to venture outdoors in late spring and summer when the weather warms up. So suppose we heat the body with tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think that you said it hadn't been checked, but you're going to test it, Trump said, apparently referring to an earlier conversation with Brian. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, which you can either do through the skin or some other way, and I think you said you were going to test that too. Sounds interesting, he continued, before asking about an injection of disinfectant into patient. And then I see the disinfectant, which knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there any way that we can do something like that by injection inside or almost the cleaning? It'll be interesting to check that, the president said, though the notion was quickly discounted. Dr. Deborah Burks said later she had also not seen any evidence that bombarding a patient with light would be effective. Okay, well, that's an interesting article, right? That the heat's going to kill the virus, it's going to kill the half-life, the light, the sunlight, ultraviolet light, all that's going to kill the rest of it, and everything should be hunky-dory in the spring and in the summer. All right, now, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I don't play one on TV or on the radio or on the podcast, I'm just a guy sitting here in a wheelchair, listening to the news just like everybody else, I'm, qu- I'm in the stay-put mode. All right. I have a question for the big super scientist. Summer's coming. Now, me personally, I don't know anybody, anybody that doesn't have a car with an air conditioner in it. So what does that mean? In the car, is the coronavirus going to survive? What about in your house? Now, I I just built a brand new house. I have central air. Is the coronavirus going to survive in my house? It can survive on metal for up to three days. So does that mean it can survive on my on my air conditioning unit outside and get sucked in? My air conditioning unit takes the humidity out of my house. So my house is cool and dry. So that means the coronavirus can survive inside my house. And what about in the malls and in the stores and in the restaurants and in the bars where all this is air conditioned? Or are we going to be told that you can't use your air conditioners this year? What about all the offices where the windows don't open in these skyscraper buildings all through Manhattan and all the other major cities throughout the United States? Are we not going to have air conditioning so we can survive and die of heat stroke? It's like they're grasping at straws here. Doesn't anyone think of this? Have you ever gone into a store that doesn't have air conditioning? Have you ever gone into a food store that doesn't have air conditioning? The food won't survive. The refrigeration in the food stores. Again, what are we going to do? Live with masks all summer long, with gloves all summer long? I appreciate the fact that they're looking into this. I appreciate the fact that... They, but don't put this out there like this is some kind of salvation, like this is, this is the be-all and end-all. Did anyone look into air conditioning? What's going to be the next rush? We already had people going out and hoarding toilet paper. What's the next rush? Air conditioning filters? How long can the coronavirus last on an air conditioning filter? How much can it push in? How much, how much, how, how long will it survive on our clothes, on our shoes, on our glasses, on things that we bring into our houses when you bring it into an air conditioned house? This is scary, people. I'm not meaning to scare you, but I want you to look at, I want you to look at some of these reports that they're giving us. Yeah, it sounds great. The sun's going to come out tomorrow and it's going to kill the virus on a sunny day. 
But what happens when it's a rainy, cloudy day? What happens when you're inside in the air conditioning? How come right now, if the heat is on in houses, how come the virus isn't dying? It's something to think about. Take what they're telling us with a grain of salt at this point. Don't let your guard down. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to say. Don't let your guard down. But think for yourself. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that you're going to go out to dinner. <laughs> you're going to be out to dinner with, with, with a couple of friends. And you're going to sit down in a restaurant, be a hot su summer night, and you, you order your drink from the bar, get a little finger food to start, appetizers. Next thing you know, you're having a headache, hard to breathe. The coronavirus gets you because you're in an air-conditioned restaurant and it can survive. I don't know. But that's just something to think about. Please keep mindful of everything that they're telling you. Before we switch subjects, though, I just want to say, I'm, I'm appreciative of everything the government is doing trying to fight this virus, so don't think I'm not. And don't take to heart what was said at the, at the press conference about injecting disinfectants into anybody. Disinfectants are not meant to be ingested. Do not, do not drink, inject, sniff, snort, anything with a disinfectant. It's meant to clean cabinets and clean countertops. It's not meant to be drank or put inside your body. Remember that, okay? Please, don't drink it, don't eat it, don't cook with it, don't do anything with it other than clean your counters. All right, let's move on to the next subject here. Now, here's a question that's been on some people's minds. The coronavirus, can it be sexually transmitted? All right, I'm looking here. Again, at an article from the New York Post that's written by Hannah Frischberg. And it says, during the coronavirus lockdown, sex is safe. <laughs> yes, the coronavirus can be transmitted through a simple cough, but it does not appear to transmit through semen, according to new research. An international group of scientists in the U.S. and China found no evidence of COVID-19 in the semen of 34 adult Chinese men who had, on average, tested positive for the deadly coronavirus a month prior, according to the findings published Friday in the Journal of Fertility and Sterility. The authors note that their findings were admittedly based on a small sample size, but were still significant because they showed the virus might not show up in the testes. If a disease like COVID-19 was sexually transmitted, that would have major implications for disease prevention and could have serious consequences for a man's long-term reproductive health, a study co-author Dr. James Hodling says in a press release. The new findings also set COVID-19 apart from diseases including Ebola and Zika, which can be sexually transmitted. Participants in the current research, however, only had mild to moderate cases of the novel coronavirus. It's possible, but yet to be confirmed, that men who contract the disease more intensely can transmit it through sex, the researchers say. It could be that a man who is critically ill with COVID-19 might have a higher viral load, which could lead to a greater likelihood of infecting the semen. We just don't have the answer to that right now, said Hodling. But knowing that we didn't find that kind of activity among patients in this study who were recovering from mild to moderate forms of the disease is reassuring. While sex as an isolated action can't pass along the virus, other intimate acts, including kissing, certainly can. Oh, 
boy. But all's fair in love in the coronavirus, says the government expert Dr. Anthony Fauci, who recently gave a heart-sick isolationist the green light to hook up with asymptomatic Tinder matches in real life, as long as they're willing to take on some risk. You've got to be nuts. You've got to be nuts. Okay, so the act of sex isn't, isn't going to pass along the coronavirus, but kissing can? Let me tell you something. Abstain. How hard can it be? Make friends with yourself, right? Why take the chance of passing it on to someone else or catching it yourself? Fist bump. Don't kiss. Knock elbows. Knock boots. But save yourself. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Is it worth the risk? Are you that horny? Meet your hands. <laughs> Meet a dirty book. I know it's terrible to say. It, it sounds disgusting. But uh, is it worth it? This this is like the AIDS ep- uh, epidemic. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't take the chance. I'll be honest with you. I won't take the chance. But that's up to you, like Dr. Fauci said. You want to take the chance? You could put something somewhere and explode. You never know. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? You have to laugh. You do have to laugh. If you don't, you're going to cry. Hey, listen, thanks a lot for stopping by this week. I really appreciate it. And please make sure you stop by Monday for the the interview with the Hope for Ataxia people, Mark and Courtney. It's a really good interview, and they're really nice people, and I really want you to hear it. I want you to meet them. They're really, really nice people. And don't forget to stop by Facebook and leave your opinion about Amazon on our poll. It's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living and leave your opinion on the poll there. We really want to know what you think. And I want you to remember this. No one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. Never. And no matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse, my friend. All right, you've been listening to An Apple A Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. And remember, the best medicine is laughter. (laughs) Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.